0: Mastering the Storm is the Here's the Storm podcast on the Anchor.fm platform. Hey, welcome to Mastering the Storm. This is Elda.
1: And this is Wendeltron.
0: Now, we record our episodes every Wednesday, but maybe sometimes we can project ourselves into the future and if we're record an episode. Maybe, like, yeah, like we're like chromies, you know, and sometimes <laughs> we, talk, we temporal loop and we, and we can actually predict what will happen on a Sunday. From Wednesday, we're that good.
1: Just that good. So,
0: just that good. And this episode, we're going to be a little bit more sports focused. Um, actually, talking about real sports, and it's then, actually like
1: really, I guess, pertinent because it's like crucible and playoffs and all that stuff with HGC. So,
0: yeah. So we're going to talk a little about sports. We're going to talk a little bit about the BlizzCon, and you know, I think there might be a hero release this week. I'm going to, you know, by Sunday we should know something, right? Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll we'll, then we'll finish up with our hero discussions of the week. Um, so so good. how's your week been? When's, how's your week been? When's oh, you-,
1: you know, it's been uh, technically it was like midterm-ish at school. So I was like doing stuff for my senior design project. And then my other podcast, Feeding Curiosity, has been just kind of doing its own thing and blowing up. And I've been recording all over the place and stuff. Uh, Just came out with a really cool episode if you're into music and stuff like that with an audio engineer last week, Monday, Sunday. Um, But yeah, it's just been a lot of different things pulling me in all different directions and then I still have normal work on top of all the things I do. So it's like crazy.
0: (laughs) cool. Cool. Sounds like uh, you also quit caffeine, right? That's your thing? Yeah. So
1: yeah, I stopped taking, I take a pre-workout for when I go to the gym. So I'm on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday was a first full day of no caffeine, so I had a pretty bad headache and stuff. Trying to get my sleep back in order.
0: So how's that working?
1: Uh, It's not too bad. Usually, like, I've done this multiple times already, but it's usually the first day you feel normal, and then the next day you feel weird because you get, like, withdrawal symptoms. Usually just kind of like a dull ache headache where you really can't focus and you kind of just want to sleep. Uh, and then you, if you go to sleep it, next morning, you're basically fine caffeine's out of your system and you don't have to worry about it so it's been going okay
0: that's good
1: yeah it's just like one day usually it feels you feel like crap and you like don't want you can't focus and you just kind of lay around and napped a whole bunch (laughs) nice so yeah
0: that's cool so my week is I, I it was a Tuesday. I had like a weird ear, like Monday night going into Tuesday, I had like a weird ear thing, and I oh, thought really? it was an ear infection. Yeah, but my wife was out of town. She came back home, and I went to the uh, the clinic, and it turned out it was a uh, pimple in my inner ear. It was like, oh,
1: right. what really? Yeah, I never would have guessed that would be a thing. Yeah,
0: it's like it's like inside the canal part. So yeah, so was, you can't part- like
1: yeah. get it basically.
0: Yeah, so the the dinner, it was a thirty five dollar pimple popping. <laughs> I thought I was developing developing an earache, but uh, but I also been playing some uh, been playing here a lot more now, so I feel much better about that. You know, I actually got to play with Thunderclaw, the other one of the other Reddit uh, oh, uh, cool. Here's the storm moderators uh, last night. and It was kind of fun. You know, we you know we, when we're playing team league now a little bit more, and you know sometimes i get in the right you know the right balance comps where it's a couple singles and a couple duos but Mm -hmm. then i get in but like the last couple days i've been getting into these four four comps and they're not so fun sometimes because they already have their thing like a trogal uh or like four stealths and a specialist you know so these these mem comps
1: yeah
0: i mean it's like how do you ban? you know it's like you know i um, know
1: (laughs) that's kind of what i was thinking is like it feels like banning right now. is just so difficult.
0: It's like they should probably do a ban after every <laughs> selection. Almost.
1: Yeah, well, like coming from my experience playing other MOBAs League of Legends does uh they do five bans per p- so one ban per player at the beginning of the match.
0: Okay, I'm good with that. So
1: like say so say you have like a pick you absolutely just hate you just ban it out no matter what Like it doesn't matter, you know. You're like, I don't want to deal with it, so I'm going to ban it. Like, you just have every player on the team do it. And I think we have a big enough hero pool now that it kind of... Um, that it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and maybe they might make those adjustments. I mean, when they just t- turned on Hero League, you know, and for the most part, I think everyone likes it because the um, the fast queue times and the double XP awards and stuff like that. But... I also think that there's some people that are a little concerned about match balance because there could be, you know, Grandmaster. Yeah, because the rank,
1: the rank spread is like twice as big as it, you know.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, you get the memcoms as well. So, yeah. But we, sh- but we should see, you know. I mean, it's only the second week of this. And, you know, like I said, you know, I'm enjoying it. it I think overall it's a
1: positive out. change because I missed yeah. duos. Like, I missed being mm-hmm. able to just be like, oh, crap, I don't have enough people to do. Like ranked with, but I still want to, like, are we? I have too many friends on to play ranked, and then it's like, oh, and well, that's lame because it's like, yours is about playing friends or playing with friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally get it.
0: Yeah, so we'll see, you know. I mean, uh, like I said, you know, it's just I got off a of weird, you know, two, com- I don't only like playing against Trogol and i don't only like playing against Trogol comps. Like, I had this Brightwing and she started talking crap to me. I'm like, you know, like, why'd you pick the th- a ranged assassin and this? I'm like, because. You don't run up the Chogall unless you have a yell or and Lior, they banned the mouth. Malth- yeah, yeah, they banned in my lap. Well, they banned in my yell, so I was like, okay, well, I can't do that. Yeah. So I picked the Junkrat, and you know I had the most takedowns of all the heroes. <laughs> I mean, the Lee Ming didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. So Tychus but, you is know, always a, a good
1: one too against the
0: Chogall. Ty- well, when you're playing Chogall, you're going to ban Malheal. Yeah. L- Tychus. You ban at mm-hmm. least two
1: of the two of the three main yeah. percent health damage dealers.
0: Yeah, but then I've had some really good experiences. On Sunday, I met an Alarak player who was just phenomenal. His name was Murky. (laughs) (laughs) But he played Alarak. (laughs) So I managed to get him in every one of my games. So the first two games, you know, he owned us. And then this third game was Dragonshire. I I picked Maltheal, and I said, you know, he's going to... I know he's going to pick... alrak so i banned out alrak and sure enough it was the same player he picked the Lee ming he was just as good as Lee ming but what we did was outmacro them on you can outmacro people i think on dragonshire and sky temple and so we just out them pushed every four pushed every uh camp into them and they just really couldn't recover and yeah. then, I, then i finally whispered and said you're a really good amazing alrak player so he invited me to his group so i was like that's oh, cool, cool. <laughs> then i got to play with him and i played with johanna and basically just enabled him and uh uh what was it uh, murky. They had a murky yeah they had another guy played a murky we just owned so sometimes it's fun <laughs> but uh yeah so. But I had, yeah i had an off and on week i'm still my hero my i'm still not used to my hero uh, win loss rate being low but you know it is yeah
1: i feel like when you play with like team league my win loss rate is definitely lower like maybe 40 percent
0: mm-hmm.
1: um Because, I don't know, like, it's really hard to get... Because you don't know how many games other people are playing, right? You know, so it's really hard to, like... Unless you have a team of five and you have designated roles, you know, (laughs) it's a little weird. Like, I guess when me and you play and we have a few of my friends come on, too. You're kind of, like, the support, and then I'm usually the tank or offlane, and then then the rest of the people kind of figure themselves out, depending on their strengths. But I think in that scenario, it feels better, but then, like... It just depends on how much the other people practice slash play in general, too. Because the meta... Right. Like, like, kind of what we were talking about last time where there's content is always evolving and changing and adding. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, you know, I'm low... I'm, like, mid-low silver. Yeah. You're kind of a mid-diamond, so there's a big range in there. Yeah, like... And your friends, I'm not sure.
1: My, my friends are close to diamondish, platinum, and then gold. Mm-hmm. Like, we dropped to gold recently. So, yeah, I would say, like... High, high gold platinum is where our ranks kind of fall if we average us mm-hmm.
0: out so you know I mean I yes. guess if we started thinking about it we can start trying to design the comps around it too but yeah you know, like I said we're just, kick, we're just kicking some things yeah I don't really care I, I
1: just find it more fun to have a draft instead of just picking five random heroes in quick match and then ha- going against like five specialists or something like yeah. it just does not yeah. feel good to do that because yeah. then you're like well our team lacks all the tools it needs to even win this game <laughs> exactly so it's just yeah i'd get it um, i've still
0: been playing um, standard hero league as well so have you I, mean, I have not
1: finished my playthrough yeah. games
0: yeah i'm like you know i think that, five I'm, or six I'm, yeah i'm seeing that me having a lot more success right now with playing assassins like malthiel really thrall you know yeah it's just because i can control the macro the, the yeah soak, oh like, yeah because they're, they're know, kind of jack right?
1: of all trades because they can go do camps whenever they want they can go do off lane things whenever they want, like.
0: Yeah, I mean, generally it's I like can out macro, and that's generally where my I have the, the most wins. Yeah. Um, Battlefield attorney still my worst map. Got to figure out. Really? Something to do <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know why. I don't
1: know. The Hanzo's good on that map. You don't ever pick Malthiel on that map.
0: No, I don't. <laughs> pick a Malthiel on that map, I'll it, pick. Um, it,
1: it's contrary to popular belief. He's the worst DPS on the Immortal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's only because yeah. his trade has been nerfed to the ground though if it w- yeah
0: I don't pick him on there I yeah. usually pick Thrall Junkrat Thrall um, I feel
1: like Thrall really thrives on that map
0: Johanna is also a good one. that too me. I haven't played of Johanna walk. lately yeah I love Johanna I think she's a great hero I think she's just great wave clear great yeah, yeah I mean, she like covers really all the bases her. as a
1: frontliner like just to mm-hmm. fill in all the gaps of a comp kind of at least that's what it feels like to me. And then I've been going that level 7 talent that does the, um, what is it called? It's like when you blind, it does like a burst damage for the next attack that hits them.
0: I usually take the auto attack. Uh, reduction? Uh, yeah, reduction. Because you know, then you're just constantly just yeah. screaming shit. Yeah. I,
1: don't, I, don't, I don't like going oom. That's, that's part of the why I don't take
0: that one. <laughs> mm. But also, so, yeah, hold on for a sec. I'll tell you my build that like I kind of have the not paradox build and. Okay. He's got two builds, but I, I tend to take the one that favors Uh, well, one sec. Uh, so, you know, uh, hold your ground or laws of hope. Those are interchangeable based on what if you think you're going to need more health or if you're going to need more. Uh, um, Blocking auto techs. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Unstoppables, you know. Oh,
1: never mind. Yeah, uh, I'm getting confused. Yeah.
0: Uh, Sins Exposed is the one I like to take. Um,
1: uh, Shield
0: Glare, Mark's Enemy for. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I like Mm -hmm. that one a lot. I like that. Yeah, I like that one. Some people like the speed one, you know, the conviction movement speed is uh, increased by 25 percent so you can.
1: That was what everyone was talking about when she first got her little mini rework Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, finally, Johanna gets like a soft engage of some sort. But I don't think it's really all that necessary. Cause she, since you have self cleanse and she's really more of like her hard engage is from her ultimate, I would say mm-hmm. more, more than her base kit.
0: Yeah. And then I typically take less momentum, um, at level seven and that's the auto attack reduces your basic base. Yeah. Down sort of so more, you know, more glares, more, you yeah. know, but, um, some sub, subtle, uh, subdu, is Sometimes I love that If I'm in a group, if I'm like if you have an Alarak or you have a Lili, like you get a Lili with dragon and then you take sub- subdue, you know, she dragons, then you subdue and you can get a four hit. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you're basically putting in what is it, 80% slow. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it's like a manual earthquake.
0: and it <laughs> punishes, uh, now always slow enemies by 80% and no longer decay. Yeah, <laughs> 80%. <laughs> yeah, it's just.
1: Like I said, mini earthquake, Yeah. and it's it's just really strong too. And when you have, especially if you're going against multiple melees, it's like broken.
0: And I normally take bless shield, but I was playing with the Johanna on uh, Volk Sky when we were playing the four the uh, the four stealth, and they took falling mm-hmm. sword just because it gave got them it was an escape for them if they were getting uh, bursted down. Oh which, okay. Yeah. No, normally I take Blessed Hammer. But if there's a Zagara, I take Holy Fury.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been going Blessed Hammer usually, too, just because it feels better. Piano build.
0: Yeah. And then uh, level 16, I take Holy Renew. Every uh, enemy hero affected by a Shield Glare heals you for 4- 114%. That's what I like. But, I've uh, taken
1: that one before, but I've also taken, I think the bottom one. I forget what it's called.
0: Enemy, yeah, it's called Imposing Presence. And yeah, I, that usually that, I
1: usually take that one.
0: Yeah. Well, I if like you're playing against, against auto-attack... So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, if you're playing against auto-attack... Yeah, with how yeah. many rainers
1: there are right now, yeah. <laughs> you're probably going to be taking it. Yeah. I guess the other weird thing is is Asmiden has yet to be touched.
0: Yeah. Well, we might see something this week with... Uh, I hope so, because I'm really
1: tired of people with, having to ban him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a waste of ban. But like, yeah. he's,
1: like, doesn't really feel gaps in a comp really well. He's kind of like the poke mage, kind of like a chromie or uh,
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know with a big eight, but he can just he can kill you when he gets fully stacked. Yeah, I know, but he's just such (laughs) a a, he's a Eric. He's a fat (laughs) chromie.
1: Basically, that's what you said in my video. Fat chromie. P.H. Fat, (laughs) fat,
0: pretty hot and tempting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't know, I just don't. Like, I like Asmodee, but I just don't want to see him every game because it's just, you're just, buy, you have to buy into the late game then, you know?
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, and I got a chance to listen to a couple of the podcasts this week um, from other Heroes of the Strong podcasters, nice. Lord of the Storm, into the Nexus, uh, Bank Bush. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's like, we just have a really healthy podcasting community and everyone is just very passionate about the game. I know, and, it's it, and, it know, there it's crazy. A... Yeah. And it's one of those things where I I, I might want to reach out to those folks and say, you know, they don't typically post, make a post when they, uh, Jules Scott makes posts on Reddit uh, when she um, does a podcast. Mm-hmm. But the other ones are somewhat, I'm not sure if they don't do it because they don't want to, they're respectful. They just don't want to spam our, our forums with it. Right, but I yeah. think the community would really, really like to get more and more podcasts okay, i know every time
1: i i totally agree i mean it's really hard to find podcasts and you know it's very organic yeah. how you find a podcast yeah. so it's if you have it all there like i think your post that you do the collection of podcasts of the week related mm-hmm. to heroes of the storm is really helpful for people if you're interested mm-hmm. in podcasts yeah
0: and you know but i think that you know we have a rule against self-promotion we talked about that but as long yep. as you don't Famous, you know, and you you interact with the, the the community. It's not just driving content to your website. Yeah, um it's you know, it should be fine. You know, it's like I mean, if you um, do it once a week two, it's types. not like yeah, podcasts are not something you do every day. <laughs>
1: yeah, unless you're Joe Rogan, but that's a yeah, whole different well, scenario.
0: Well, that that's just, more like a talk show, it's right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and some people have tried that, you know, like you know. And then the other thing is, is that we've had some trips Twitch. Well, the Twitch streamers that try to do podcasts, I feel for them because, like, like Alicia Wynn she tried to do it like on Sunday, Saturdays. So I'm like, why would you try to do a podcast in the middle of the HTC? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know. I always, I always feel weird,
1: like if I have free time and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I'm home from work and I'm not doing anything. Should I stream on a Saturday? I'm like, the HTC is on. Like, why would I stream Heroes if everyone should be watching HTC? Just feels yeah. weird.
0: <laughs> so finding that right time to, you know, land your podcast and, you know, uh, get everyone interested is, is kind of challenging. And it's like yeah. for us, right? We do Wednesdays. We were trying to do Tuesdays. But the, the most of the news comes out around Wednesday for the week. You yeah,
1: because you get um, well, at least a day to look look at new patch notes or whatever. And
0: Yeah. If you did them on Sundays... Like some crazy people might try to do, uh, <laughs> you 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 might be able to get the week in review, but then you know you might not have what's going on in the fall, in the week. So it's yeah. kind of just a hard thing. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, but you know, it, it is what on, it is. As
1: as a person who tries not to follow the news, because then your content doesn't live beyond, you know, the news. The news, right? But you know, it's it's only pertinent for that maybe two weeks or three days span of time. You got to make your own news, right? You got to make it interesting enough to just have it live within its own, you know, orbit, so to speak.
0: Yeah.
1: At least that's the way I see it.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. We should not just read what's on Reddit.
1: Yeah, absolutely not.
0: (laughs) That would be the worst one I'd ever
1: (laughs) (laughs) just go down to the headlines and just be like, so today someone's upset about (laughs) skill level today.
0: And the meme of the day is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> we could have a whole segment on what... what the thermometer of Reddit, right? The Heroes of the Storm community as brought to you by Reddit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one-sided. Yeah, exactly. But, but not only did I get a chance to listen to the Heroes of the Storm podcast, I did get to listen to... Um, one of my favorite podcasts is the Freakonomics Radio podcast by mm-hmm. Stephen Dubner. And um, he over the last three weeks, he's been doing a podcast about sports and uh, you know how how sports affects um, the economics of sports, but more importantly, how it affects and reflects our society you know our society's values and what's important to us. And I shared that with you. And I know I mean I know you like certain types of sports, but you're not like a major football fan or a hockey no. fan, right? Yeah, I am a hockey fan and an occasional football fan. And, um, so to me, you know, uh, yeah, the professional sports to me are the ones that are traditional football, baseball, hockey, you know, those ones. But now we have esports, which, you know, if you want to put the little asterisks next to it, it's, is it a sport, you know, are these athletes or right. are they just gamers, you know, but, uh, but the interesting thing about, um, the first episode is the first episode of the series, um, delves into, uh. Uh, how big the sports industry is comparative to other industries, and the the summation of it is like the sports industry itself is worth about fifty billion dollars a year, um, and it's no bigger than uh, say uh, uh, the box industry. Yeah, the in box manufacturing—it's crazy. Yeah. So the box manufacturing industry is probably like number thirty or forty in industry. The number one industry in the United States is real estate. The number four is government. So if you're thinking, guidance counselor, what should I do for a living? (laughs) You know, getting into real estate or working for the government would be like military or private sector. or You know, civil. would be like things you would think about becoming a sports athlete. That, you know, probability of success is much lower, you know, Mm -hmm. but the recognition it generates is the highest in the country. So while the NFL and the H and the major league baseball, while they don't, you know, they don't generate, they generate healthy revenue there. the, the social impact they have, like the ratings on television are the highest in the country. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I mean, they definitely affect broader culture, right?
0: Yes. And, you know, so that's kind of interesting. I never thought of sports like that, like what people – why people get interested in. But when you reflect upon it and listen to the podcast, you know, he's right. It affects the psyche. It reflects the politics and the uh, interest of America today. People don't go around sitting by the water core talking about, hey, you know, look at this new box I got. No, they talk about <laughs>
1: <please>. <laughs> Can you imagine if it, someone did? I guarantee yeah. you there's some guy who owns a box company and gets really excited about a new box.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> And what's interesting is some things I've read, right, you know, state that the gaming industry, it will be bigger than the sports industry. Well, the traditional sports industry. So it's actually, you know, projected to earn higher revenues, you know, so it makes sense because it's more accessible to everyone. And, you know, they have a certain cost per, you know, per game and things yep. like that. So that makes a lot of sense to me. So, you know, it's interesting. Uh, this time's around the time of all the esports playoffs and stuff and a little bit like you know we were dealing with things like teams and roster and you know the the whole thing is just vastly interesting to me and i guess it's from a more meta level um why i shared it and you know it got me thinking you know if you replace the nfl with esports we know like we have the overwatch you know we know esports has been around for like the last 10 years or at least with like
1: the rtss and things like that
0: right and Football became rather popular probably in the, the 50s, you know, and in the 60s became like the time in which it became formalized in championship series that mm-hmm. were televised because people started getting televisions in the 60s. So, you know, we're talking like 50 years. So where will Overwatch, HTC, StarCraft, Fortnite, you know, 50 years from now, will they be the biggest things on television? Will they be the biggest draws, you know? One of the reasons why yeah. soccer is so popular is it's so easy to play. You get a ball, get a couple posts, and you're, you know, you yeah. have a soccer team. <laughs> yeah, So <run. laughs>
1: just, just to kind of backstep real quick, I found an article on Business Insider about market cap for eSports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, so they look at how much it made from 2015 up to, and estimating up to 2019. So 2015, the market was $218 million, and they're expecting it to grow this is a, a adding both advertising and sponsors up to eight hundred million by twenty nineteen. This year mm-hmm. is estimated to six hundred and twenty two million.
0: Right, so which is nowhere near. <laughs> great,
1: but it's crazy, though.
0: Sure. <laughs> but more important, and this is kind of interesting. Is like we were talking about what drives fan, what drives these guys mm-hmm. and stuff. And right. Yeah. yeah. It's not the money. What Absolutely was interesting. Not. Is right. But what? But it, you know, there is some kind of comp- competitiveness. But then uh, what was it? The Sky's Toast, the Hearthstone uh, streamer, did a video this week explaining how does Twitch work? How do people make money on Twitch? And I think that a lot of these esports folks are looking to try to monetize their Twitch streams um, in ways that they can generate revenue. So like with the Sky's Toast, he kind of outlined, you know, the four ways that you can make money as a Twitch streamer through ads, sponsor, you know, uh paid sponsorships uh, donations and whatever. And you know, he, he says like for him who's like number 10 on the streaming list, he makes about 20 grand a month or about 240 to 250. That's really not
1: you know. that much money.
0: Well, It's more than I make, but it, you know, but I have a standard government oh, wait, did job with predictable and benefits. Yeah, 20,000 oh, no never mind. 20,000 no no, $20,000 a month, 250,000. Never mind. That's
1: a lot more money than I thought,
0: expected. <laughs> just to play for sustenance and the occasional games. Now He's responding now. I'm sure he probably invests a lot of that because you know he lives in like a small room. <laughs> it looks like he's not. Right. It's not like you know, the disguised Toast mansion or anything. Like that. <laughs> he's not. In fact, bally. he lived in a group. He lived in a group house or something for working Like, okay. other like a gaming streamer. house. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, but all right. So there's the number ten guy, and then like Ninja, who's the top, you know, number one streamer. You know, he, with ten times what he has. Right. Yeah. <laughs> probably making a hundred thousand dollars a month. You know, so yeah i mean they can make comfortable livings there and then hopefully they're investing their money and so that they have something you know to go forward with and such so i definitely think that the economics for an esports star is to try to drive your cont- your 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 viewership to your streams um be successful number one but number two also drive viewership to your streams so people donate right. and you can get ad revenue and that kind of stuff so it's, it's and, marketing you
1: know, personality is what that turns into right
0: yeah. Yeah. Your influencer personality, like, you know, um, like Disguised Toast is a bit of an influencer. So if he plays a game, um, other people might play that game. So but yeah. he tends to only play the games, you know, to play the games he really wants to play. He doesn't play games just.
1: Well, I think that's part right. of it, too. You have to you can't be playing games that you don't care about because it won't matter.
0: Right. You know. And, you know, you notice that like Tempo Storm and Heroes Heart, they have their marketing, you know, websites. I'm not sure how much they generate. Uh, I don't really see a lot of ads on Heroes Heart, but they're there. I just don't. They're not like, you know, slamming me in the face or anything. Which is good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Tempo Storm's got a few. But, I mean, once again, you know, they want donations basically is what they're looking for. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, we know the industry is kind of small and cottage. We don't know if it's going to last another year or two. I mean, hopefully it will. I mean, as, and as long as Blizzard continues to, uh, you know, fund the esports, you know, and I think that they're committed to funding it. But my concern is that they're committed to setting up an NFL cabal, uh, uh, you know, cabal, <laughs> cabal, like yeah. you know, with the Overwatch League. The HTC is more like soccer, you know, in the sense of franchising and ownership and regulation. Right. Yeah, and,
1: where it's got all yeah. the
0: yeah but you know I think to me the best coverage is definitely HTC the the, you know Gilly, J-Hal, Dunk Train. There's much better personality
1: involved is what it feels like to me because I've watched a little bit of the um, Overwatch stuff and a little bit of League here and there randomly like and even a few other ones like uh, Rainbow Six Siege esports stuff and I just Mm -hmm. it feels so stiff if that makes sense,
0: hmm?
1: like the the casters themselves, and like there's no personality to it, like the way I don't know, it just feels really strange, in some ways, like it doesn't feel like real. Like it's, it feels just too. Uh, I don't I don't know how to, I'm not sure how to articulate because I've really said it out loud before.
0: Hmm. I get what you're saying. You know, it's just, it's a pleasant experience. You know, it's, you know, they seem like they, they have genuine chemistry. It's Mm. not like, you know, laugh tracks and things like that. They basically, (laughs) and they sometimes are trying to figure out the puzzle and you want to figure it all along with them. Yeah. So, um, you know, and they're also engaged in the community. Jay Howe with his publications, you know, his spreadsheets and stuff. Gilly, you know, she likes to, you know, get it out there. And, you know, it's just, you know, Dreadnought and those guys. I mean, it's just, it's a great, Great package. And so I hope they can continue it. I hope that Blizzard continues to fund it. But you can you know, like everything in the Blizzard portfolio, there's Diablo and then there's World of Warcraft, right? People love Diablo, they love yes. running it. But, you know, when you got six different titles, Hearthstone, StarCraft, you know, it you know becomes kind of a challenge where you might be taking eyeballs away from things.
1: Yeah, I know. Now, that, the one- <laughs> there are too many IPs going on.
0: Right. Now the good thing about like uh, Overwatch, the World Championship is in the summer, whereas the HTC Championship is at BlizzCon. The Hearthstone Championship is in the like January. So, um, you know, there is kind of there is a little bit of competition here and there, but you know th- they do a good job of kind of like spreading it out. It seems right now, but right now when you go to start when you go to each uh, BlizzCon, you're expecting the WCS World Championship and the HTC World Championship, mm-hmm. the Hearthstone Invitational. Maybe the dungeon, you know, the some one of the raids or the or the mythic dungeon uh, stuff, but you know, some you know show, showcasing. But the two main draws for BlizzCon are HTC and WCS. And, Absolutely. And I, I like that. Uh, unfortunately, the the formats get kind of jacked up because <laughs> what's the best of threes leading into like for HTC, the best of threes leading into the and then the final two uh, matches are. uh two best of fives like some i mean really your championship shouldn't be a seven game championship
1: i would i totally agree with that like especially if with the winner having a one round one game advantage Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's just i don't know
0: yeah especially since the past you Mm -hmm. with what we saw but we'll diverge that a little bit later. yeah we'll get there So, (laughs) so the podcast kind of you know uh Kind of discusses the amplification of what's the political, economic, and social issues of the day, but then it also talks about another draw to sports is the human achievements. You know, uh, right. of breaking certain records and and you know what the, the, there is definitely a talent. Like in sports, you know, your athleticism. Like you to be a really good basketball player, you have to be tall. To be a really good football player, you have to be. Uh, big and and broad, and you know, or or tall if you're the quarterback. Um, so there's a like a physical qualification, but once you meet the physical qualifications, what stops you from achieving, or what, what, where the where you go to uh expand or to achieve beyond that seems to be a mental. You know, transformation to be like the world's fastest runner. You you just have to know how to run and and be able to run a certain way. (laughs) But then it's a mental achievement after that. Conditioning yourself, keeping yourself in line. Now, like, good.
1: It's like what people always say, right? Where there's a will, there's a way, right? So when people make Mm -hmm. something in any form of it, there's always Mm going to be a group of people that are going to be like, I want to push the envelope in whatever this thing is. Right. You know, there's always going to be that one person at least one yeah. person right who's gonna be like i want to see where how far this goes you know
0: and, w- <laughs> and when i and when i heard that i said to myself this is north the problem with north america this is the problem with you know where the korean you know and the asian teams they are mentally prepared every time they walk into that there's matches yeah i mean they're gonna they're one day just gonna take you know, they're not gonna take it serious enough and they're gonna get beat that's going to happen eventually. Right. You know, not to say that they're lazy, but one they're going to do the Russians versus the United States in, in the nineteen eighty hockey. Right? <laughs> There's going to be the Cinderella story one day where either Europe or North America beats the Koreans or the you know. right. They're,
1: they're, they're, that's I mean that's like part of the dream right now, right? If you like, at least in esports.
0: But it's a mental barrier right now. Mm-hmm. The, the the Koreans are not physically more superior than us, and we're not physically more superior than them. We're human beings, right? It's mental, you know. It's the mental makeup, and the, like you said, they're willing to make the sacrifices, and they are, have a culture that can that, that focuses and makes s- serious sacrifices to achieve certain goals. And yeah, I hope that I'm, I'm. And I'm not saying that we don't. But it is a mental change. You know, I'm not sure if they listen. It, it, there's ability. Don't get me wrong. And I hope I don't come off as a racist. But, no, you know, I mean, if you just
1: look at the mm-hmm. the Asian culture when it comes to gaming, they're ahead. They were just ahead of the times. Yeah. You know, their culture embraced it for what it was quicker than the United States has. And the skill gap shows. Yeah, it's really what and it
0: more is. Impor- and more importantly to me, it's not just, you know, you know, it's, it's sex as well. Women, there's nothing stopping a woman from being, you know, there's no barriers here. (laughs) You know, it's just mental, you know, you got to want it. And when you want it, you know, like Scarlet, look at her, you know, she's put her mind to it. She's one of the top, um, you know, uh, Canadian um, StarCraft players, Uh, you know, and she's competing in an all male dominated field. She's the only woman in that, in that genre, you know, but it'll eventually change when they want it. But, of course, it has to be the incentives, right? You know, uh, right now the incentives are kind of, you know, pride and, you know, bragging rights and a little bit of money. Right. You know, maybe 20 years from now, incentives will be, you know, really good, you know, endorsement deals, things like that. And people really will push the barriers, you know. Mm-hmm. But that, I thought that was kind of an interesting intake, too. That our, our interest is also the human achievement, the breaking of records, the, you know, the Wayne Gretzky Goals is Alex Avechin gonna, you know, these are also narratives that are very important to us. But also just the you know, and we get these weekly in Heroes of the Storm and other video games, you know, people come up with innovative builds, innovative uh you know things. You know, no matter what esports you watch, there's something innovative yeah. going on that breaks the meta or does something. And that that's that's a an interesting draw to me. You know, it's it's one of the other that draws you to sports you know you don't go to sports just to see the records but you would like to see a couple home runs or you know (laughs) so and then the last part you know uh in the podcast is it talks about sports has an ability to bring people together you know so not does it just reflect um our society's interests and you know breaking human achievements it's also you know, it binds us together, it, you know, brings us together. And, you know, uh, we we unite upon like what team we like or, you know, um, you know, what, you know, if a play was called right or wrong and stuff. So it has that kind of like uh, social group grouping. I don't know what to call it. But anyway, the point is, is that we all get like HCC, the World Championship. We're all going to be engaged in that. We're all united by it. It doesn't matter which team wins. I mean, we'd like to win, but overall, it's just we're all there, but we were supporting the HGC. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I know. I've never like actually watched something and getting like felt the intensity that it feels like to watch the HGC.
0: I've been to live events. I've gone to Red Bull Esports. Oh, really? Invitationals for StarCraft, And it's fun. It's great. I've met Gilly. You know, I met... um, Day nine, you know, I've met mm-hmm. uh, some of the, you know, just, and you, know, you go up, I've gone to bought like mixers with them and stuff. And this is what I, I really do miss about here's of the Storm. It's like, you know, unless you go to Burbank, California, where they're, you know, where they record the stuff, there's no regional events. There's, yeah. there's nothing to kind of hobnob. And I really wish that, you know, eat Red Bull or um, Blizzard or even the, you know, the, the whole here's of the Dorm thing. Why don't they have the universities have uh, try to encourage them to have, like, mm-hmm. you know, gaming events where people can show up and root for their teams? Like, in Maryland alone, where I live, there's, like, eight colleges. You... <coughs>
1: oh, man, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, they're all competing. University of Maryland. Hold on.
1: Coughing real quick?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there's, you know, there's no more colleges. They're all you know, competing for the, for the, um, here's you know, <clears> the <throat> dorm. Yeah. I'd love to go watch them, you know, just, you know, in person.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the, the college scene is definitely growing too, because if you look, yeah, I just saw an ad today on the HTC stuff and they, they had a ad for Tespa and they have like all the yeah. different hero or rat heroes, blizzard related collegiate leagues. And with which Heroes of the Dorm being probably the most well-known of those, but yes. I mean it's still really cool.
0: Yeah, and I mean you know, you go to watch the basketball team or the football team or the soccer team play, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know what was it? LFM. You know they felt that this year that they were somewhat handicapped uh, due to their ping. You know going oh, really? all the way out to California and back. Yeah, they felt that they're they had really high la- latency, and how the win HTC matches when you have high latency.
1: That's interesting. Now, are they on the yeah, East
0: Coast? They were kind of central, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So they they were uh, there was it was kind of publicized. I think and maybe I got the. I, I'm pretty sure it was LFM, and we can research on later. But but ultimately, like you said, though, even though you come together, there's also the potential to isolate and you know yeah. the bad things. That's what. Like, well, that's know. what
1: I was going to say. Is like I think. Comparing it to other sports, when you see people play, right, in, like, Heroes or any, like, eSport, it's really hard to, like, get a sense of who the people are behind the keyboard, right?
0: Right.
1: Because you don't see their face. You barely ever see their reactions. And, like, especially with HGC, you don't see – you see maybe one person from the winning team for the post-interview whatever. And unless you're, like, one of the top four teams from either any region, you don't really get any interview time to, like, tell your story and tell your team story and all that extra stuff unless you have an organization behind you that lets you do that on the side. Like, it takes you a long time to figure out who these people are, right, and, like, why you should care, if at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's – just.
0: That's the great thing about this past weekend, you know, with the the playoffs. It's like, yeah, I don't follow HTC that closely all during the week, but during the week of the playoffs, you're watching all the teams kind of do a ladder, you know, mm-hmm, to yeah. get get a spot in the BlizzCon. At least the mid teams, yeah, the mid teams. But then you can also go back and you can get the uh, the Tempo Storm story and the Heroes Heart story. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, it's a great time. It was, this past weekend was a great time to just experience the HTC. You know, if you didn't know anything watch that weekend you would learn quite a lot and yeah the other thing and the metas are different you know so the different med- the team you know, <laughs> that started off in july that meta is way different than today you know so you don't need to watch every match you can kind of be one of those people just like you know i only watch the nba one during the playoffs i only watch you know hockey during the playoffs you know yeah. you can be the same with the hcc or you know whatever I, I didn't watch any overwatch you know <laughs> like I didn't you know it's like there's these teams and I, they're not playing in my region like DC's got a team now but we'll never see them <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, and so and that's this challenge I think that the, there is this kind of like you know well we can just play it online we don't have to be physically present in the city that we're representing and I think that's not I hope that they can you know grow the beyond that so
1: yeah anyway. that'd be kind of cool.
0: So anyway, the podcast is a three series podcast, Um, but the first one is really the one that kind of got my my noodle thinking, and it's like, you know, how does this you know how does this narrative for sports translate to esports? And I think it translates pretty well. And I think we're seeing if we're seeing the the beginnings of esports ten years from now, twenty years from now. I I think like twenty. It's it takes about. Uh, twenty years for things like that to be kind of solidified. And I think you know you'll see ups and downs throughout the next ten years, and I hope the HTC and the WCS will still uh, exist. You know, yeah. Um, you know, I don't see why they won't. The games are somewhat modern, but they're you know with mobile being what it is, maybe we'll in I know five years. Well, with
1: Fortnite and you know battle royale things seeming to take over by like yeah. crazy, crazy degrees, like. I mean, I saw, I saw I saw Halloween costumes for Fortnite already. Like, it's just insane to me.
0: Well, I told you I went to I went to the ocean and the boardwalk. Every stand had Fortnite shirts, you know, that's so crazy.
1: Like,
0: that's because they are attracting the young. The young well, yeah, kids who a, like the, to the demographic
1: movie. is like, I think it's like 10 to probably 16 or so. Yeah. The Minecraft players. Players. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, the, 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 and here's the one thing I'll say about battle royale type games. Um, they f- and even games like League- you know, the mo- some of the early MOBAs like League of Legends and, you know, Dota, they focused on the carry or the, you know, single player achievements. And yeah. this is probably one of the reasons what holds back Heroes of the Storm because it is a team-based game. You're relying sometimes yeah. on the other players to cooperate. And yeah. it can be a frustrating experience, you know. Absolutely. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons why these games are taking off and becoming it's like you know ufc boxing boxing right it's not tag team it's two men in a ring you know and you, it's either what that guy wins or that guy wins or it's a draw right. ball, so. yeah
1: exactly like it's it's literally a you know a, a battle of the mindsets right who's more prepared mm-hmm. you or the other guy right, right.
0: <laughs> what i don't know is you know with regards to that um their demographics compared to other sports. It doesn't seem like it got mentioned, but I would say that it, it's pretty popular. You know, it's, it's definitely ga- more popular than boxing.
1: It's gaining more yeah. popularity. And, yeah. it, it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like one of those things that it started and now it's starting to g- gain momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, as more people get used to it and, and people talk about it more openly and show the nuance involved. Right. Cause a lot of people mm-hmm. when they're not, so this is just a general statement, but when you're not like directly, into something on the surf like you just hear about something and then someone gives you a general statement about it it basically gives you surface level of everything right and so you can generalize Mm -hmm. it and be like oh it's just cage fighting like and then you can immediately get (laughs) half the people right you get half the people and be like oh i don't want to play like i don't i don't support that that's you know barbaric or whatever or or like with heroes it's like well there's no carrying really so then like half the people who are used to the other mobas are like well why would i want to play a game i can't like show off <laughs> kind of thing like it it's it just like it alienates half your audience out the gate and so when when you kind of get a better way of explain explaining it or showing it to other people that's what draws people in
0: right well like i said you know very interesting article um, yeah it was good you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, the other two cast are also just as good. The other, the second one's about uh how do you turn a losing team, and you know, how do you stop losing, or how do you lose well? You know, and talking. About I feel like we beat
1: that one to death before.
0: <laughs> and then the last one is, well, they they talk about the diversity of sports franchises. Yeah, you know, yeah. How, you know how, how they own like the stadium and the PSLs and. Oh, okay. You know, the, yeah. So they, that's how they like a, a team like the Forty ers can still. Uh, you know, be a losing team, um, but they also talk about the need for synergy in today's sports. You know, the general manager and the and the coach have to work together; they can't be adversarial. Um, where you know, and that's kind of interesting because when we got into the world of analytics, uh, when you if you ever read the you know uh, Moneyball, it was like the the general manager was in conflict with the coach. You know, and yeah, he was using the analytics and it was working. You know, but it was the coach was doing the old school coaching playing. And the analytics, you know, quants were upstairs figuring out who, how to, how to change the way they play the game. They're adjusting the meta. They're doing the four stealth, uh, one uh, specialist type, you know, and changing baseball that way. But baseball, once everyone gets analytics, everyone, it kind of, it's only a competitive advantage for a couple of years. And then everyone Mm then gets back to having the coach and the general manager synergize. So, and then the last one's about what it takes to be an athlete, which I thought was really good as well. Well, moving on, you know, we did have some HGC this past weekend. Uh, really exciting playoffs, I thought. You know, I, I, I was kind of like, you know, I, at first, I I don't really – I didn't watch the first round on Friday, mm-hmm. but I did start catching them on Saturday. And, man, what a great series, you know. Uh, yeah. Leftovers and uh, Team Freedom. Just-
1: I love watching the Leftovers play. There's something yeah. about that team that they just – it's so cool. And the same with Team Freedom. Like, both of those teams just –
0: Team Freedom's always been, you know, that solid. They've shown up every year. They they do the best they you know they do really quite well. And you know, when on Sunday I'm watching it, you know, I'm watching the the second potential reverse sweep, and Tempo Storm being so far behind on Game Five, you know, I mean, it's just I was like, this could really happen. I'm really you know excited, and to see the tweets that were coming from some of the community members, like TPK Zord was uh, tweeting some of the you know. It was just great to see the community and people I recognized getting their tweets, you know, published on you know national national uh, stage and stuff. So, and you know, Temple Storm, you know, they managed to pull it out at the last minute, but they had no for, they had no keeps, right? They had no for, they had no keeps, and they had to, they had to, they had to win a team fight in order to win the match. You know. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you how how close those matches were, and you know, leftovers just being able to, you know. Just dominate uh, method, and then go and turn around. And and leftovers ADRD was a former leftovers player, right? Uh,
1: the, no, he played on the zealots with uh, Mopsio. Zealots, that's right.
0: Zealots, sorry. Right. Yeah. So, Le- leftovers. They're they're a Crucible team from the year before, right? Yes, they were. Hmm. Yeah. So left a Crucible team makes it and then defeats Fnatic, who was a finals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just
1: a crazy like. And they're the only like non-sponsored team that has like as good of a running as they've had. It's crazy. crazy. It's just so crazy to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I got to, I, caught, I was able to catch both of the champ uh, the final rounds, and that was fun. You know, it was probably one I usually catch it around this time of year, you know, and start getting hyped. And of course, this week on Reddit, you know, people are like. People are starting to there's the roster changes are starting to trickle in and um, uh, this time well I think in the May like in May or April when they uh, between um, phase one and phase two um, DB smiley and Lauren uh, were doing the the, the roster apocalypse threads mega you know, mega threads that were on reddit so there was already a request for the mega threads to start this week so mm-hmm. DB smiley he contacted us on on um, uh, the meta sub, and, you know, he's definitely going to start working towards uh, making a post soon, which we'll definitely start featuring uh, throughout the week um, so people can follow all the changes, the personnel changes and stuff. Um, I'm not sure exactly when he's planning on uh, posting it, but there's been changes mm-hmm. all this week. You know, people retiring, people taking breaks, you know, what have you. So so the roster populace, and I, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the work. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's just a trade deadline, but you know, it is what it is and it's a trademark sure. now. Yeah. <laughs> and so this weekend coming up, if we were if we were actually casting a song Wednesday versus Sunday, this weekend coming up would be the Korean playoffs, where you'd have Team Blossom versus Phoenix, and then the winner of that match uh facing Miracle, and the winner of that match would then fe- uh, uh, play against Ballstick, uh for the, for the last spot in the Korean uh, league. Now, Korea and Europe get three teams. The United States or the North America gets uh, two teams. So for the total. Yes.
1: Yeah, whoever won the respective clashes gets an extra team.
0: And then inter- interweaved with that Korean um, uh, playoffs is the European and North America crucibles, where uh, Europe, it would be Monkey Menagerie versus E-Punks. And... Uh, Roll20 eSports versus Holy Bananas. <laughs> and I think some people wanted Monkey Menagerie and Holy Bananas to go. I was thinking the same thing. It was <laughs> it would have been such a perfect matchup. And, you know, if we were, you know, if my predictions might be <laughs> that Monkey Menagerie would lose to Epochs, you know, and quite possibly Roll20 eSports would just get slightly beat Holy Bananas, just slightly beat them. But yeah, you know, I don't totally want
1: to be the guy. be totally worth a season or a series to watch because of how intense it was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest with you, no, Tomorrow versus size or Simplicity versus Esports. I really wouldn't know who to pick on that. Would you know who to pick? Because I don't. Know uh,
1: no, I didn't.
0: They, they I'd have pretty... to look at my. I'd have to look in my crystal ball. Yeah, and see who. <laughs> you know, like. You know, it would be a shame to see Simplicity lose to Scythe Esports. It would be. It would be like Scythe Esports would be, be able to beat another team. Like, what well, I thought was pretty good, Simplicity. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, more importantly, No Tomorrow taking out Star Gaming. I think that that might be something that would happen to. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoilers, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Soon, TM. Yeah. But then uh, shaping up for the HGC starting on the 25th of October, the full HGC finals. And so next weekend we'll have the Korean on uh, Crucible. And then starting on October 25th, that begins Group A and Group E stages. We're um, in Korea, the number one seed, Gen-G, uh they They're in the group. They lead off the Group A. Then we have the China BTG. Europe, we have Team Liquid. Uh, North America, we have T- Temporary Storm. uh, uh then we have the Korean number three team, and in Taiwan you have Lunar Meow. Uh, that rounds out the Group A. And then Group B will be Team Decontas. Here's Esport Tempest, uh, the one SGTY leftovers, and Mindfreak. So I, they're both pretty, you know, challenging leagues, you know, in my opinion. Uh, leftovers has to you know they're, they they all play what two? They play like a, like a small bracket, and then they have like a winners bracket and losers bracket. Right. And then they kind of like they funnel it and then they like the top three in each. Yeah. Or top four. Yeah. So
1: it's like a semi final so, and then the final.
0: Yeah. And uh, Lauren will have all that stuff posted probably starting this week. You know, Oh, nice. You know, and trying to, you know, so it's easy to follow. And so are, gonna, know,
1: are they going to start doing the roster changing?
0: Yeah. Well, that's already. That would be DB Smiley. He'll be leading that off probably in, in a week before or during you know like around a week or two mm-hmm. he, it's up to him it's like we will probably just feature it as a mega thread
1: yeah uh, yeah that's what i assumed
0: yeah but like i said it was great i'm glad he did it because like back in may you know i learned a lot you know about how the htc works and because they, they do it all they they explain like all the the trades and you know and what's supposed to happen and then, you yeah. know they try to also keep the drama informative but not take sides which is also kind of important last and last very season very that we had the drama with, um, uh, was it? Man, I was trying to have a brain fart. Gale, Gale, Gale Force, you know, the whole drama yeah, with, with Gale the, Force. The, and
1: the, the esport disbanding and all that.
0: Yeah, so that was kind of a big thing. So. But anyway, good weekend for esports. I was really enjoying it. So Then our friend Chaos OS, you know, he decided to kind of say, well, guess what? From today you know, to the end of the year, there's a kind of a pattern. You know, he tried to read the tea leaves, so to speak, yeah. uh, with regards to what can we expect with patches, you know, and stuff. Yeah, you know? and so he's trying to kind of um, balance it with what's happened previous years. And so, um, you know, he kind of in his in his Reddit post, he said on Monday, patch thirty nine the PTR comes uh, with balance notes uh, for patch thirty eight point oh two. Then on Wednesday, uh, the 10th. So he's saying that um, Monday, May 8th, we're going to get a PTR uh, patch, which I think is going to happen based on you know some tweets I saw from the future. <laughs> 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 um, but then uh, he's he's also predicting on the 10th this Wednesday that we're going to see the Kerrigan, ner- Ker- Kerrigan nerfs and whatever else Blizzard wants. So I think he's going to be pretty accurate there. Yeah,
1: Kerrigan really needs some nerfs. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Then on the 16th, which using my powers of uh, calendar, which is next Tuesday, we should have um, the new patch, the patch 39, go live, which could have a new hero, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we should, we might see the balance patch, the balance uh, changes go in this Wednesday, though. So, um, so that might be. Yeah, patch there's, three, a, there's, right a, there's three.
1: a good chance that there's a balance patch this week. But that's usually a balance patch that's for. No, yeah, it would be normalizing the reworks.
0: Right. And then on Halloween, perhaps thirty nine point one goes live with balance changes. You know, from the 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 potential of a new hero release and what have and what have you. And then basically the. Um, the. Wh- what do you call it? Brain fart. <laughs> That's any, what this episode we be called. Lots of brain parts. Yeah. <laughs> and choking. <laughs> the
1: just normalization for BlizzCon, like any major changes they want to make to the meta to basically see who they want or how they want to adjust things.
0: Yeah. The, so the, the meta seems all well, over the pat- place. <laughs> yeah. so, so I guess the fundamental, the fundamental is, is well, on the, six, the, the patch on the 16th, uh, will that be the patch for BlizzCon? Um, yes. or will they go a previous patch you know the the month uh, the 30 uh the 39 uh pa- or i'm sorry the 38.1 patch yes. so that's we should get some news around uh the 16th to the 31st which patch they're going to use any kind of references uh you know the junk crowd patch um overpowered murder, murder and reworks um so, you know, there was a lot of adjustments made. And this is because the teams need a, a couple of weeks to kind of practice and scrim and make sure things aren't broken. You know, right now, what we know is that uh, Brightwing, she's able to heal the Dragon Knight. You know, so there's... And these things weren't hotfix, so... Oh, wow, still, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's Tronde and and Brightwing can heal the Dragon Knight and uh, the, the the Protector. You know, so. And then BlizzCon, we should get a... Uh, you know, some new hero uh, announcements. The role we're expecting the role rework, and possibly um, maybe, something
1: with performance-based matchmaking.
0: Right? Possibly, maybe some announcements in Team League or or uh, Hero League changes. Maybe the uh, um, uh, quick match. Quick match is still the most popular uh, mode of Heroes of the Storm, so really? maybe they'll do the. Yeah, it's like when you looked at the the the, the stats were from Hotlogs when they said. You know, uh, Team League's getting uh, about 3,000 more uploads than Hero League. Quick Match still outpaced them both, you know. So, wow. Well, because you can pick whatever you want. So. Right. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And you do, you know, so I, I could see them, um, you know, making the adjustment where they balance the comps, you know, to favor having a support in the tank.
1: I can't um, wait for that.
0: So, um, so BlizzCon, we should get the, you know uh, the, all the reveals and all the stuff we're wishing for in our wish lists. Then on 11.5, uh, which is the Monday after BlizzCon, patch 40.0, the PTR will be up, um, which will probably feature the changes they're talking about. Now, last year, they uh, they phased in some of those changes throughout the year. You know, they, they made all the announcements for performance-based matchmaking, new heroes and stuff, and it took them... They, they took some time. They, I think the one patch did have a lot of the stuff already in it. And, then they, and they ran that PTR for like a month, you know, before they released mm-hmm. all of the new stock. And, you know, it uh, was it a um, patch uh, around November 28th, uh, patch 40.1 would be a balance change. Um, but then there's also, there's the uh, Gold Club World Championships, which is big in China. Yeah, where, it's
1: right after BlizzCon. It's
0: like right. two weeks so, or something. Right. So then we got that to close out the year, you know. And then we'll see, you know, uh, season one begin around uh, December 11th, and then we'll get another bounce patch around the 19th. So that's a lot of, you know, stuff that's going to come. And what I would like to add to this, (laughs) what I'd like to add is that on Tuesday, that will be the last hero discussion um, that for all the heroes, we will complete all the heroes in the hero pool for Heroes of the Storm. We've we've covered, covered them all starting in, I think, yeah march time frame late late february early march time frame so my game plan is starting on thursday to feature maps and the maps I'll feature um, on the alternating days will be the ones that are currently in the hero or team league uh, map pool and then that will carry that will carry us just past blizzcon i think cuz they you know well we should be able to get what 7 Before BlizzCon, yeah, and then there should be seven additional, seven or eight, maybe eight. We might get a new map at BlizzCon, um, afterwards, and then once. So that brings us to like uh, December, and then in December, my game plan is to uh, revisit some of the heroes that have been that were discussed earlier in the year, but had like you know balanced patches like we did uh, Diablo and Asmodan early in the season. Uh, early in March, so they've been reworked. Myev, um, uh, they've been that that hero has been nerfed a bit. So heroes that have had significant changes before we've covered them will probably be featured. I'm also going to work with one of the. I'm going to see if I can get the attention of one of the the community members who likes to post the weekly um, hero rotation, the new mm-hmm. you know the free the free to play rotation. Yeah, because what I'd like to do is transition away from having hero discussions on. On, new hero discussions on Tuesdays and Thursdays to just doing them on Thursdays and feature the free-to-play rotation um, on Tuesdays with links to all of the hero discussions we've had. Ah. This, and in addition to that, um, to maybe help content creators, I also will publish the schedule a month in advance of which heroes we're going to cover. So people want to make videos you know, and have a chance for them to get linked into the discussion, and I'm hoping that small. Com- I'd like to stop featuring Grubby and Nubcakes. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they're, they're great make players. Their most. Well, yeah, they make the most. And the bottom line is, we you know, the community would like to be featured. And like you, know, like you, if you wanna if you knew, like we we're going to be doing a Blaze discussion. Right yeah. You can say okay well what what should people know? Well maybe the quick match build. I'll feature a quick match build. Right. You know, or I might feature the build I like to use in Hero League um 90% of the time. And ta- you know, I like to feature those not so much the people who generate tons of revenue and money. You know, so. Yeah.
1: Well just the people yeah. who just make so much content that it's just easy easier to find their stuff
0: basically. Yeah. But most of the time, it's like, you know, for Grubby and nubcakes, they're just taking their Twitch stream and, you know, putting a graphic on the front.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, not Paradox, you, Kala, uh, some of the pro teams take the extra effort to go over a build or, you know. And then, like, I like to, you know, feature those as the videos. Um, And then, you know, obviously, it's the community resource for the community to share their thoughts and opinions and, you know, requests and things like that. So, Mm So, so that's kind of the game plan for us, you know, for hero discussions. That's it, cool. and a subject, it's subject to change, of course. So, um, I like where it's going, um, though. Yeah, and I hope the community, you know, we start seeing more hero discussions in the community. I mean, I think that's really what it's there for, not just the post memes and complain about, you know, matchmaking or yeah, I got suspended. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is that supposed to be the same five things?
0: Yeah. We have the same amount uh, of a bit of a theme. Now, Leading into BlizzCon, um, there was a post this week that uh, posted the, the BlizzCon sk- schedule, and Here's the Storm managed to get three panels on the uh, on the schedule. There, um, they will have their t- they're the last um, property on Friday to do their what's new. So either. It's gonna be, you know, a shit show, or it's gonna be—they're saving the best—they're saving—they're really saving the best for last, even though we know that we're expecting a Diablo, four or Diablo something like Diablo was a uh, what the, uh, like uh, oh man, what is the uh, bat, uh, uh, Diablo Battle Arena? You know. <laughs> oh, um,
1: I know you're talking about, but I—it's blinking. See, we're doing oh. it again.
0: <laughs> well, battle arena is the whole Fortnite thing. They're yeah. Going to turn the oh, a battle royale. Battle Royale, yeah. So Diablo Battle Royale is what we're going to, you know, might be the prediction. Well, there's and, uh,
1: there's going to be a big announcement for Diablo. We know that right. for a fact because it comes up right after the main ceremony. Right. There's going to be yeah. a Diablo yeah. announcement. So we'll see. Right. So,
0: and now on Saturday, there's a panel for Diablo called Diablo World, you know, Diablo Cult World Space Q and A. And I think I was talking to Thunderclaw, who's He's a moderator for the, he's a moderator for us in Heroes of the Storm, but he's also a moderator for Diablo, and he loves Diablo. He's a, you know, I was joking with him, I said, Diablo World Q&A, my heart says MMO, but my mind says not a chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, yeah, I think it would be a great MMO, you know, I mean, we need something. I mean, World of Warcraft is fine, but, you know, but they gotta, like, we've they gotta do something with the I, MMO I, I don't
1: know, man. I feel like the the engine needs an overhaul at this point. Part of me, you know, but I that guess. would be a, that'd be a whole different game. But you know, it just feels like at this point, if you try to compare like WoW to other games graphically wise, mm-hmm. you know, like what it's built off of, like Diablo is especially like Diablo three. You can see it, like the polygons and stuff. Like the armor's real blocky looking and.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like if you play Diablo 3 currently still. Like, the armor doesn't have a lot of high fidelity. Because it's, it doesn't need to, though, right? Because you're not really looking right. at your character like that. But I, that's what I like about games.
0: <laughs> well, that, you know, they always are trying to run it on a trash can, too. So, yeah. I mean, that's part of Blizzard's charm. Hey, you can run it on your 286 from 1985. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know what we're going to get. You know, I mean i don't even want to be spoiled i just wanted to, to i love just sitting at blizzcon and being excited and to be like wild with the reveals mm-hmm. you know i don't like knowing ahead of time i don't like the leaks you know i'd rather just be experience it and i've been to two blizzcons and each one more magical than next you know it's like mm-hmm. you know the first one i went to was like in 2013 i think and that's when they the year before the warcraft movie was released and you know, they were hyping us up, you know, for the Horde, for the Alliance. Right. Um, and I actually got to sit in the main hall for that. The year later I went, in um, 2014, um, that was when they expanded BlizzCon and they they allowed more people in. But as a result, you couldn't go to the main stage. The main stage actually had a gigantic pit for media. So you were kind of shunted to one of the other areas throughout the convention hall to watch it on a, a jumbotron. And to me, that was kind of like... Really? Yeah. You know, so I'm kind of like, well, if, you know, I'm not going to fly all the way out to California just for this type of experience again. So, but the networking was fun. I had, you know, a great time meeting different personalities and streamers and things like that. So, mm-hmm. if you've never done it and you can you can afford it, go for it. You know, you don't even have to have a ticket. You can probably show up at the event and there will be someone hawking a ticket because a lot of times people flake at the last minute, and you can buy a ticket, you know, from someone on the yeah. on the street. So. Um, you might not get the goodie bag or whatever, but you can order those now, you know you don't have to yeah you know. so anyway, yeah, but I do have my virtual ticket and I did buy my um my bag of you know goodies or whatever like that, so i'll will have my little pins and stuff.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah so, I haven't yet I get to buy my virtual ticket yet,
0: but that's well, what fine. I'll do is what I'll do is I'll just stream it on um uh, Discord so you can just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If that's what you want to do. But, you know, most of the stuff, the the, the, the keynote and some of the, and all the HTC stuff is streamable. You know, like well, you don't have to pay for a ticket or anything. Yeah, the only time you yeah it's the just tickets, the uh, it's panel
1: time. shows, the specific yeah. ones.
0: Yeah, so HTC is going to get the what's new. Then they're going to do the Q&A, much like they're doing with Diablo. Then they're going to feature the how they construct a hero. That's going to be a panel. I love those kind
1: do. of ones, like getting like a deep dive in design. I think that's really mm-hmm. fun.
0: Yeah, and if you have an eagle eye and you can stop uh, stop each frame, you might see, like, get a glimpse of what's on the agenda for the future.
1: Oh, yeah, didn't <laughs> That's they, like, how they do, like... <laughs> some of the stuff, like, with, like, weapon designs for new heroes sometimes?
0: Yeah, f- like, they f- had f- a list of, like, someone, like, did the stop frame and they found, like, the, 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 the stable of heroes that Blizzard was working on. Yeah. You know, they they did the thing, like, with the, cult, the Zod stuff, and then someone yeah. saw, like, oh, look, there's blaze and there's, <laughs> you know, so, once again, spoiler alert, but, uh. Yeah, so, you know, looking forward to Wescon. I You know, I am really looking forward to the announcements. And, you know, um, I, I'm kind of hyped, you know. I'm, I'm expecting big changes, you know, for heroes with the role swaps and the role, it, cha- you know.
1: It feels very it, welcome. Like, they, it feels like the last few patches themselves have really, yeah, like, set up for changes that they're ready to, like, get re- you know.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, the two things I'm hopeful, and because they announced it, was the the Party Finder. I think that's going to – I think they're setting us up for mm, uh, okay. a rework of the Party Finder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't announce it. They did announce it was something to work Oh, yeah, out. because it there's, like, also-
1: there's like the party play with friends thing that just kind of pops up there when you yeah. log into the game, but it's, like, really just eh.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely slated. The Party Finder. I totally forgot about that one. Lost for. Lost forgiveness for matches that, um, you know, for ranked matches, I think, is also in the works they, that they said they were really close to implementing. Um, performance-based matchmaking is always there, roles. Um, these are all things, you know, that I think that, you know, they might be just saving for BlizzCon and actually delivering as opposed to promising, you know. And then, you know, maybe they'll add clans and some of the stuff throughout the year. You know, maybe they're, they're, the, the, voice rec- the voice chat uh, comms for this year will be like a, a a clan system, an extra, you know. I mean, I don't see how it doesn't seem like it's that hard to me because they have it in Diablo, they have it in Starcraft, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have. You know, it's <laughs> they have like all these things racket. that should be part of it, right? Yeah, it's like, come on. And then you know what's interesting is not paradox. You know, he's been doing some videos um, like this over the weekend. He did one where he said, "What heroes could use some?" He's he stated. And he's been on record to state that he feels that um, Heroes Needs approving proving grounds, you know, for learning certain heroes. Absolutely. Um, like a 100%. <laughs> and then this past video he did, he talked about uh, co-op mode, much like StarCraft. I don't know if you've played StarCraft co-op. But Not much, basically no. Basically, it's, se- it's a separate mode of StarCraft where they have these heroes – and the heroes, you have a leveling system and you can unlock abilities, like new new um, functions within the RTS. Like they can mm-hmm. bunker drop faster. And you each level, there's 15 levels, you get a new ability uh, or something. And then after you level them to 15, you can start doing what's called mastery of points, which is their levels. But you can just bump up stats after that.
1: Yeah. And oh, the, yeah. yeah. That's like old school league kind of.
0: Yeah. So it's... To them, he, he'd said that the people liked the PBE. Uh, you know, everyone liked the PvE brawls when they were dropping. Uh, you know, the ones with, like, you know, the challenge mode you ran to the... the yeah, those were, like, really fun. I
1: really enjoyed those yeah. myself.
0: Yeah. And he said, you know, why can't we do something where it's like, you know, you have a mode where you're leveling and all that kind of stuff. I don't disagree. I think that that would be interesting. But I did respond, and I said, you know, the problem with Blizzard is they... I think they're very cautious about cannibalizing from their other properties, but then when the, those properties need innovation, they will borrow. So, but you know, like taking away, like adding a co-op mode in Heroes. Well, the primary monetization in StarCraft Two right now is probably selling co-op heroes in our RTS environment, right? Yeah. So with scripted, with scripted encounters and that kind of, and you know, weekly mutations. So my concern well, I would be a fan of it, and I'd like to see it, I can't see Blizzard really committing the engineering resources to steal from StarCraft, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't um, see that either. It doesn't... Yeah, it
0: But it doesn't mean there would be a co-op mode that mirrors what they do in StarCraft. I mean, maybe they just want to change up the brawls or something like that yeah. to make a couple more PvE ones. I mean, know?
1: I could totally see that uh, happening.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, and you know, i would probably think one of the more popular modes in Heroes of the Storm is versus AI. I mean, that's how I started before I even yeah, you know, I did oh, really? it by myself. Yeah, because before you could level your heroes that way and then you can get your master skins and stuff. So and you could also just do trainer mode or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but but Blizzard since put those uh, kind of uh, kibosh on that stuff. But I do think it's got a pretty big AI following. You know, people mm-hmm. just don't want to play PvP. My, I have a group of friends. They will not do PvP. They don't even want to do brawls. Yeah, you know, because really? they're just, they just don't. They like the, the skins and the, the heroes and, you know, beating up the AI and putting on expert and stuff, but they don't want to play against other people. You know, they just,
1: I don't know. I, I have a completely different outlook on it because the AI feels yeah, way too, like, dumb. It, yeah, it just doesn't give you enough challenge. You know, it's not like, re- you're not put in the correct environment to, like, actually hone skill like i'll maybe yeah. like try hero for like a couple minutes in in uh try mode but nine times mm-hmm. out of ten i just jump right in because i just like you know
0: fast track ter- learning
1: <laughs>
0: what well, makes total sense to me you know it's yeah you know to, i you know basically people want to farm they want to farm to get the most experience per minute to unlock loot boxes, and you know it is a way to do that. So if that's what your thing is, you go go for it. <laughs> I'm not going to judge, and I wouldn't mind seeing a few more AI uh, invitational type things. But my concern is that the focus will then become more about AI and defeating like weird, and not focusing on matchmaking and and the things that need the most attention to make the game what it really is supposed to be. a know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, absolutely.
0: But, the, you know, so like I said, you know, there's that. But if Blizzard, if Blizzard really th- is invested in Here's the Storm and wants to continue to monetize it, you know, out of all the properties, probably Here's the Storm gets the most attention. You know, it's got the most consistent release. You know, everything else takes quarters, you know, or. Yeah. You know, or the, or miscommunication
1: mean, wow, a lot of times, too, like with like yeah. WoW and stuff right now with the Ezrite yes, stuff, everyone's kind of yeah. on edge well, about it.
0: Right, so while is we getting getting daily, weekly uh, uh, adjustments, just balance right, adjustments, yeah. but 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 new content takes like you know ninety days to develop, if mm-hmm. not longer, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Heroes has got new content every four weeks, balance reworks. You know, it's got it's got the most aggressive schedule out of all of them. You, know, you don't see that kind of change in Hearthstone or Diablo. You get a seat. New, Diablo gets a new season. Yeah, <laughs> four times yeah. a year. You like it or not, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, there's small balance changes to like you know the, uh, the what's it StarCraft, um, both StarCrafts. You know they'll get their their balance changes, but no not a lot of new content. I mean, but here's it gets constant content. So. I guess that they really yeah and I don't know what they you know we have no idea what to make right we don't know where the money is coming in for heroes
1: yeah we I don't do, know how they like budget out these things at all like not even close yeah.
0: but I don't think it's one of their big money makers it never was I think like when it comes to making money it's World of Warcraft and Hearthstone or number one number two and and probably Overwatch is number three you know it yeah. could be interchanged you know um because I, you know Overwatch does have the console market um, oh, all right
1: I didn't really think about that part of it
0: And then it's probably Diablo, you know, because they they still sell it on the console. And, you know, it's probably a tie between Diablo, StarCraft and Heroes, you know, for the other. And then the StarCraft Remasters and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was a betting thing.
1: I think that, well, I think, too, the Heroes Pay model is different, though, because it's got the loot boxes and stuff like Mm -hmm. like Overwatch. So. We don't know how much people are spending, right? So if you're buying, like, the skins every week, that's, like, $37 if there's, like, the big skin packs and stuff. Right. You know, that's a lot of money, right? That's two months of WoW. <laughs> Three months of WoW almost, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe, right? We, it's hard to say one way or the other. Um,
0: but I feel like here is not allowed to, you know, break do their own thing with regards to if they want to make the game better, they got to schedule their engineering time. They got to schedule, you know, they can produce as many heroes as they want in skins, right? right? That's because they have those dedicated folks, but all, you know, what's been said in the AMAs is the engineering changes. It's got to be prioritized with all the other titles. Yeah. And there's only so many engineers to go around and, you know, so if they want to put like clans or, you know, something that's, if they want to mirror what their competition is doing, they can't. They have to, you know, schedule the resources. And the priority is to the, the, the a less titles, the, you know, the World of Warcrafts and the Overwatches. They get the, yeah. and, and you know, Hearthstone's got its team of developers. Yeah, But I don't think they, you know, the amount of engineering they do is probably not. Not uh, as much compared to right, to a, a living world or, right, or yeah. a first person shooter, right? So, getting the engineers um, to work on here's the storm things, you know. I'm sure it's it's there because they have made some engineering level changes throughout the season, but they can't just try to reinvent the game, you know. Yeah. It's like, or you know, put a battle royale mode on it without you know significantly, you know, overhauling things everything has to be how much money are you going to get in return yeah. right? so like you know I can see the matchmaking changes and stuff they've made that was about the bottom line getting people mm-hmm. to continue to buy skins and stuff but you know battle royale mode well it might be easily done what's the potential what's the revenue generation stream and this is one of the things I said why would you take if you have a successful co-op model in StarCraft and that's the driver for keeping the RTS alive yeah What's what's why would you want to you know, cannibalize that. Or yeah. Why would you here.
1: cut that out short in any way if that's yeah. already successful?
0: Yeah. And the other thing is, is like, you know, we're not paradox kind of says I would like to see this. There is the whole uh, arcade mode. And, you know, mm-hmm. if developers wanted to, they could probably create an arcade mode to do what he was talking about co-op, but here's of the storm type things, you know, but yeah. people just would have to, they'd have to be significantly motivated to do it. And, you know, like I said, a trainer is just a trainer. <laughs> yeah. Mean, no matter how good yeah. you make it, it's just a trainer. So,
1: Yeah. No matter um, what you do, it can only be so good. Right.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so that kind of, you know, uh, wraps up the, the kind of the important things that have occurred this week that, I, you know, on Reddit and, you know, that we've seen. And then, um, we did, uh, you know, if I was predicting the future, there probably be some type of, New hero release coming out next week, you know, like the the do the PTR. Yeah, you know, if I was really, you know, I really would like to see some type of. If you're
1: feeling uh, real cheeky about it,
0: like maybe a dreadlord, you know, <laughs> it's time to to have dreadlords. Man, that you
1: know, seems so. man, you seem really spot on. I don't know why.
0: I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just feeling like you know, there's a there's a man in the future telling a man on Wednesday that we should expect dreadlords. We need dreadlords in the game. Because we have to promote while wow, some way, shape, or form. So but uh you know, we'll know more next week, of course, and we'll definitely be talking about dreadlords most likely. So but we did, you know, we did have two hero discussions uh prior to uh uh, uh the re uh <laughs> sorry we did have two hero discussions pulled up so on, on uh, Monday we talked about Urel, uh, and we did a little bit of a deep dive into okay. Urel, and that one, um, that's one of the ones you like to play, right?
1: Yeah, I, I do. Gotten- I do enjoy playing her, and she. The only thing I don't like about her is she can't do camps like at all. She's really good at being in lane and stuff, but and I just kind of find her hard to find the effectiveness. In an uncoordinated setting, if that makes sense.
0: Right.
1: because like her knockback winds up messing up people more than more often than it doesn't kind of you know
0: mm-hmm. um, but but you know you, do you see her mainly as a soul in her absolutely yeah.
1: she's not a, she can't really be a main tank
0: unless it's just a bad comp yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah unless you make it weird but you've been kind of seeing kind of some stuff with that but um yeah it really she really is just a a solo laner, and like, with the changes of the mana, I would say that she feels better now, because she can go oom, um, but she doesn't go that oom um that quickly, if that makes sense. Like, you can still, like, if you're playing it safe and you're trying not to waste mana for no reason, you can really s- still keep your mana pretty uh, adjusted.
0: Yeah, and one of the things, you know, where Team Octolysis, you know, with their Zul tank, it's important to have both Tronda and Urel to give Zul shields so he can go deep and do his thing, you know. So she is an enabler for the, those kind of wacky comps, yeah. you know. You know um, so to make, like, a hero like Tronda, you know, whose heals are there, but, you know, and she can main heal, but, you know it's the armor and the enabling and the speed that she can give. So it kind of, it's, it's kind of, it, it's kind of that dual support meta, which we definitely saw a lot. That was the other thing we really didn't talk about. The HC. double support made it, made it back. You know, you had a lot of yeah. Tassadar
1: play. I mean, you've even seeing a ton of that.
0: It. it was like the new double support is white main Tassadar. I think <laughs> it's like the, or you know yeah that's. I think that's the double support meta right now over the past weekend
1: yeah there's a lot of like white main with Tyrande stuff like that mm.
0: and then um, so the here discussion you know there wasn't there was uh, probably one kind of person I went through and did I really kind of a deep dive that was um, Steve Syndicate, and he did uh, you, you know he talked about how they use her her um Her damage and uh, how to do wave player with her. Talked about how to use E like Meridans for the escape. Talked about how to time the cues. So he did a really good job of kind of, um, you know, kind of going over the trade stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a lot of mems as well. A lot of people. uh, Really. uh, Yeah, just like kind of I love her hooves and stuff. Uh, But then there was this one, one interesting um, comment uh, from a guy named Blackstar underscore nine. And he talks about the funny thing about URL in his level of play, which is gold, is that he can play Samara, Samara against her and he does pretty well. And yeah, it's that's a weird one.
1: That's a really you know, weird one.
0: And so, go ahead. You know, and so, a lot of people were kind of like, well, how do you do that? And so, you know, he kind of went into his build and he went and talked about how, you know, his timing and how he does things. He did a lot of Q&A there. So it was more like how to counter her more than how to play her. You know, so I thought that was kind of interesting. So. But, um, you know, recently she's had the, the the changes to her mana. So she is running out of mana, you know, a little bit more frequently yes. now. in Yes. But the she's weird still salty. Salt. By the way. Yeah.
1: He, he, he's like got this really weird place in the meta. And he works quite well.
0: You put an abrathor hat on him, and right? You, well, it's you, just because
1: his job is to be like. Obviously, you got to go. You go illusion master, so you have to be yeah. good at, at microwave out mm-hmm. the gate to make him work. But then you have to be on a big map on top of that, and basically you just spread your team, the enemy team, thin because you're just everywhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And you just at, when they, all the teams committed like on an objective like, samples Volskaya, you just go to the bottom. You you take out the keep, and then you go hit the core, and you win.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. and he's like an Illidan too when he gets on a core because you just yeah you just wait to save your clones until the very last second. Pop your clones as soon as they try to aggro you, and then you're just you know play ring around the Ro- rosy like those little collapsing doll things where it's like wrong one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, like I said, the, most people, they were going with the, uh, you know, she's a solid offlaner. Um, you know, this, the recent changes definitely affected her sustainability in yep. the lane. And I think that Blizzard they knew that they, the stolen was getting kind of uh, stale. So they wanted to make it so that, you know, uh, uh, Blaze and Urel they had to kind of, you know, they had to leave the lane sometimes to go get mana. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, like the weird yeah. thing, too, is like that. Um Blaze has kind of fallen off that solo lane.
0: A yeah, he's of he, he switched into more of the main tank role now because yeah.
1: he's yeah. it's just been weird because I've been like not seeing him very much. So.
0: So yeah, so that's where she's at right now. And then we did have you we know, tomorrow we're going to have a here discussion of Decker Kane. You yeah, know, that would be the future, but on Thursday we actually did discuss um uh what was it uh I know what it is. Starting I'm, I'm to have a senior moment in my life. <laughs> ah, Mephisto.
1: Ah, the first episode. one of Mephisto, huh?
0: Yeah. So that was kind of interesting, you know. Um, he hasn't Mephisto really made is a kind big of one of or anything. Yeah, what was interesting is I had the Mephisto. Um, there wasn't a lot of videos, and then the day after, a couple of days afterwards, ADRD mm. created his Mephisto guide.
1: Well, that works which out. Was really
0: good. <laughs> yeah. First, it was after I you know posted. Right. Um, yeah. This so how it goes. Basically, right? just, <laughs> yeah. And you know, like I said, you know, it was a uh, it was interesting. To hear a discussion. Uh, it. I pull it up right now. I always like get lost on. <laughs> What page do you
1: have open and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. yeah, I probably should have been more clever about it. But, uh, yeah.
1: Don't worry. No one's judging you. If this was like, if yeah, this, no. if this was like. Uh, okay I'm, now I'm blanking. What the crap <laughs> we
0: have been up too long,
1: <laughs> probably. So, yeah, I probably I actually do kind of need to get some sleep today. T-
0: time, time is so t- was so fluid, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Mephisto was covered on Thursday, and um, you know it got a lot of attention. Um, the 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 builds I featured, um, there was uh, you know, grubby um, nubcakes, and then Not Paradox had a W build up there, mm-hmm. and then ADP. A couple days later, he went to kind of more of a standard build, and um, the pros. Now remember, this was the week that we published it was the first week that the pros actually played with uh, Mephisto. Um So, Oh wow. And okay. The, Purs, the Purs scene hasn't seen a lot of success with Mephisto.
1: Nope. Not even a little well, bit. It's kind of weird yeah, to be honest.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, uh, hold on. Yeah. I was looking like at It's like, uh, there was more losses than wins by like you know I think it was like three wins six losses.
1: Yeah, it's a de- it's a decent margin. He he I don't know it because because Mephisto falls in a weird spot for mages because he's not really like the typical first mage type setup that you normally expect the mage to fill right. Mm-hmm. And his damage requires a very unique form of like positioning and pathing, it almost reminds yeah. you of like Zul'jin when Zul'jin was released where yeah. where people were like, eh, he's okay. and the But it was like, there's still, there's just better mages out there kind of thing. So yeah. it's, it's, it's weird.
0: Yeah. methods seemed to have success with them. Yeah. In, they were the, uh, the only well. ones
1: that really played him.
0: So they were taking anger at level one, you know, the basic attacks against enemy heroes, also activate Lord of Hate, reducing basic abilities. So a lot of what I think people were doing, um, you know, to make uh, uh, him successful is they were doing uh, anything that would reduce his his abilities, right? Because that's his abilities once they, they get cast are on really long cooldowns. So Anger was the basic attack, and then uh, level 4 Static Barrier at the end. This is the – so you have a, a small shield. Um, so then when you jump in, you don't uh, you don't get immediately blown up. Yep. And then um, – so ADRD, he's built – he was taking Anger at level 1, uh, Static Barrier at level 4, and, and then um, Ghastly Armor. So he's got armor – and a shield. <laughs> the level uh, the level ten heroic he was taking Durance of Hate. So basically you just have uh, more view oh, vision of the map. He's one but of the think- few
1: going Durance then.
0: Yeah, but I think it's on certain maps, like he was taking on Boskaya. I think probably he probably favors Consumed Souls.
1: I honestly yeah. I prefer Durance after its rework. Or like the yeah. little buff it got.
0: Yeah. But remember they were playing on they weren't playing on the buffs or anything. There was just the release. So. Yeah. And then um uh, level 13, he was taking Shard of Hate, basic attacks, hit enemies near the primary target, so just kind of getting more value from basic attacks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, level 16, he was taking Animosity, and this is an activatable talent, uh, which extends the duration of Lightning Nova. And then it has a passive of basic attacks while Lightning Nova is active, uh, cause immediate uh, pulse of uh, Lightning Nova damage, so turn on Lightning Nova and then start auto-attacking and, you know, win. Right, yeah. (laughs) And then level level 20, he was taking Mimic while both Shade and Mephisto and Lightning Nova are active, uh, Lightning Nova also cast um, from the Shade's location. So basically, you create, like, a figure eight. Yeah, I mean, you kind of... Or the beginnings of a Venn diagram. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's kind of funny how, like, when you start to look at, um, like, how they design heroes... It's kind of like Blizzard kind of picks an ability of the that hero, and they kind of try to build their like the the talent tree around a specific ability, basically. At least okay. that's what it seems like to me. And so, so basically, for Mephisto, it's all about its W and maximizing effectiveness with that. Whereas, like yeah. if if you were to think like Maeve, hers is all about maximizing effective effectiveness with her Q, fan of knives yeah so is this is an interesting
0: and then, and then the team comps were interesting so like you know Method they they put uh, Mephisto with a um, Mayev, Diablo Thrall and Tronda. so you know I guess they're using the Tronda to get more uh, armor possibly um, yeah maybe and then then spell shield yeah yeah and then you have Thrall and um, Mayev to kind of walk in you know they're the ones that go into the point you know uh, uh, Mephisto is staying on the outside of it you know just getting their circles trying to you know catch those people on the outer skirts and such so and then um, you know teams like um, other teams like we're taking Blaze like team uh, Team and Debek they, they tried to do a Blaze um, Deckard Johanna so double tank and then a Tychus and a um, Mephisto, but that didn't work too well. And they That was against a level, looking for more esports. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, so Michael Michael Udall was really trying to make this work, and he pretty much did the same build. It's different than um, uh, EDRD's. He was taking a level 7 trickery, which is Shade of Mephisto grants 20% movement speed while active in 2.5 seconds after it. Um, and then um, after Shaded Mephisto expires, all slows and roots are removed from the Mephisto, and then consume souls. The rest of it. And then his level six, his level sixteen was Static Field. When Lightning Nova damages bonuses reach thirty percent, enemy heroes within the radius take additional ten percent. So he was trying to make that build work, yeah. you know, and didn't and didn't have a lot of success, unfortunately. Um, I find that, that talent to be hard
1: people. to maximize. Because I, yeah. I when I first started playing the hero, I didn't realize that it it stacks damage the longer it ticks yeah. up, and then it crits, you know. And I was like, I was like, oh, because that's just that's really hard. Because as soon as you go in, everyone scatters like cockroaches.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> well, I think like you know, method by having the you know probably the containment field from or uh, for the uh, the warden's cage. And no, conti- what's the heroic from my F? It's a con- warden's cage, warden's cage. Is You're the, right. Yeah. Warden's cage along with an earth. You know, basically it's probably warden's cage earthquake. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Diablo could even do his stun. I, I can't imagine him doing the uh, well, he could do lightning breath because it definitely. Would yeah. Lightning breath is
1: slow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't really know what the builds were in that that winning comp but I can see that working pretty well yeah
1: I mean that that makes sense right because you need all those Mm -hmm. slows to control space to to allow damage to be put on
0: totally makes sense
1: I like that thinking thought process at least
0: yeah I guess one of the things I'm looking you know uh, hope to do I really do want to learn URL it's just not on my I mean it's just out of all the other things I'm playing right now as a soul laner you know I definitely want, I should pick her up. I should probably also level Blaze a little bit more and get more familiar with him in the soul lane. I mean, I've played a lot more Blaze than I have URL. Mm-hmm. I do feel confident with Blaze. And it, but there's some things I'd have to practice, you know, if I was gonna play him more. Yeah. I I mean I have played him in comps, you know, I've done I've done you know, he's pretty easy to play to get yeah at, uh, to get an average value out of him. I, to I, get like
1: I think to the biggest learning curve for Blaze is learning your E. Like right. when to right. use it, and then knowing your intuitive range onto so that you don't uh, uh, do the do the the feels bad moment of Blaze where you charge in mm. and then you just miss, and now you're like, well, I just delivered myself right to your face, because <laughs> that just feels real yeah. bad. Whoopsie. Yeah, it's like I don't. You're like I'm gonna just walk away now. <laughs>
0: When it comes to builds for um, you know, URL, the pros, they pretty much are all picking Marauds Insight at level one. You know, that's yep. after casting a basic ability, the next uh, basic attack heals her. And then, you know, most of them are doing Aegis of Light, which is upon landing, Avenging Wrath grants another. You know Basically, you're granting armor to heroes. Um, Holy Avenger, hitting an enemy hero with Avenging Wrath at a maximum charge, reduces its cooldown. Uh, Arden Defender... Velen's Chosen, which is hitting an enemy hero with basic abilities at maximum charge. So a lot of maximum charge grants spell power. and uh, uh, in in an uh, I'm sorry. Basic abilities at maximum charge grants 10% spell power for 10 seconds up to 30, so you can stack that 30 times (laughs) three times. And then they're taking Temple's Verdict at level 16, where Righteous Hammer reduces the armor of an enemy hero. So basically really good soloing, kind of like I can win the whole lane, and this, and I think that kind of build works pretty well on like infernal shrines, where you're trying to win a lane and then go take a bunch of minions. Um, the counter to that build, and um, it, a lot of people seem to used to be, I think this is like the original build. They're all the same talents, but at level uh, sixteen, taking holy wrath you know, which is the uh, after casting basic abilities, else next basic attack splashes. This gives her like a huge wave clear, you know, mm-hmm. which I find kind of funny. I figured that that would be taken on a uh, map like uh, Infernal Shrines, but it seems like, you know, having the uh, uh, Righteous Hammer being able to uh, uh, reduce armor, can, especially in certain comps, like um, I think when that was taken uh, the one time it was uh Zergling they 're up against a uh, uh, Arthas, uh well they they're up against an Arthas and a white mean so I can see them maybe mean the oh, okay you know the counter of the white mean because white mean I think a lot of people are taking that uh, temple's verdict when they're up against white means or heres they give us shields mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm
0: that makes sense yeah so and then level 20 Sephirim is uh, seems to be the one you know That's which is not yeah yeah that so seems like that's the go-to level 20. So, yeah, so I should be practicing that a few times, you know. Um, just at keep, least just to be comfortable. You know. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps up the hero discussions and Sweet. most of what we have. Yeah. So what we well, time t- t- we start? Around 9.30?
1: Yeah. We're,
0: no, 8.30? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Man, another two-hour another two podcast. <laughs> hour,
1: hour and 40 minutes, baby.
0: Woo! All right. Well, we got, that's all I got for this week. Yep, can, that's all I got. Uh, find, you can find me at T V on Twitter, or you can you know make a make a post on Reddit that's uh, you know that's it's ban worthy, and I can take care of that for <laughs> <point>. you. <laughs> or you just can I actually, someone actually recognized me in game. You go, hey, you're LTV, the guy that plays uh, that's on uh, the Reddit. I'm like, the one and only. <laughs> like, yeah, I go, he's... the mods really do. Play. <laughs> so,
1: that's pretty cool.
0: Uh, yeah, you can catch me here league or team League next week um, you know I do frequent all the um, the popular uh, streamer um, personal channels so like you know a move TV there's I am I'm usually in there if you want to group up just message me and I'll be there and if not I might be with Eric trying to with his friends trying to win a team league match yep
1: you haven't really been on much lately well, at least not on the weekends during the week it's a little bit easier but yeah other than that like- you can find me on Twitter at Eric Wenzel. E-R-I-C-H for the air because that's spelled Germany uh, and then you can also nine. <laughs> you nine, can also go fi- find uh, feeding which is the other podcast and website deal which is as as we've already talked about before is my thing is about mastery and experimentation and optimizing life I guess
0: tracking life
1: yeah in some way and uh, the podcast is kind of growing on its own way I'm interviewing all sorts of fun people so go check out episode number 14 and probably by the time this comes out, episode 15 will be up too. And then uh, future TM sneak peeks because uh, why not? I actually was able to interview a, a dermatologist with 40 years experience over the weekend. So sneak peek there. So if you guys are interested, we had a really cool conversation there too. So go check it out.
0: I needed to speak to them on th- Tuesday when I had the pimple on my ear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> well, that's it. I want
0: I'm going to catch your podcast uh, the the audio one cuz my stepson is in the audio so I think it would be kind of interesting to see what you're, you know, what you had to had discussed on that one. Yeah, it was it was really, it was really cool.
1: It, you you probably yeah. enjoy, and if you know anything about music or anything like that, it's really cool just to hear someone who's very in tune with the music industry with how much experience he has. So, yeah, that's
0: it. Sweet.
1: All right. See you later everybody.
0: Catch you later.